questions every day. How's a brother supposed to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino effect. Here's my young G's. My young hitters. He is the oldest on, on the podcast. Come on. My young hitters. Has erectile dysfunction started for you yet? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, bro. People <laughs> like him is why youngers move to olders, bro. You don't respect these older men no more, bro. Wet yeats, blood. Are you all right? What are you talking about? Don't listen to this cat, man, you know. For those who know, yeah, when my school bucked his school back in secondary school, he, he was on the ropes. Yeah. Actual... Football games and that, the man them know, you know innit? You get me? Is Sir Caps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> nah. When it comes to these type of things, these Wolfram Storm man ones, you see, like he was on his, his team was on the he's ropes. You get me? Honest. I'm just saying, innit? Like, I was on his block. Nah. Yeah, nah. me. Only, only with permission. I was on his block bannering with his man them. Nah, nah. Yeah? With permission. Like, where's tax though? With I'm permission. Taxing. I'm on your block taking pictures, like, you get me? Where's nah. man? False prophecy. Do you want me to that phone taxi? I'm on your block. Where you at? He's like, but you can't be in my block, bro. Man, they will mute. Bro, I just did to take the piss. I'll drive on his block here. Yeah. I'll be like, bro, I'm on your block. And he was like, capping. You get me? Come um, move to me then. What are you done saying, fam? Man's still here, innit? The man them blah you because you know me, cuz. I like, You get bro, me? I like, you get me? The man them know what yeah, it someone is. someone yak my thing and I oh. say... Yo, tax. One of your boys you, got my. You know, team. you know for a fact you're getting your shit back. I but lie. you know, but you know, but I green light you. Yeah. I green light you. Yeah. I allow you. You get me. I'm like, let predator cut through ends. He's alright. Predator. He's alright. Yeah. You get me. Like, do you know what though? Actually, <laughs> do you, you plugged me though. Mm. You plugged me on Snowfall, fam. Oh, you've been, you've tuned in, bro. It's ham, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? What's mad? I watched, I watched the first season, and then I st- then I stopped, and then you plugged me again. I've watched it up to season four. I just I'm holding the second episode, isn't it? You might see the end of season. In. What second episode of first season, bro? Oh, yeah, I only yeah, just yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 I finished yeah. season three and four in like the space of a weekend. Bro, yeah, like I, 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 I wanted to sleep last night. I started watching this weekend. Nah. What? It's, it's crazy. Man. It's mad. It's crazy, bro. And yeah, it's just yeah. you're just warming up still, but yeah, yeah. Same Big man. up the Nicaragua and man, the man them inside, man. Oh my <laughs> We're not gonna pick up Nicaragua, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not picking up the CIA, but we will pick up Dam St. Idris, though. Get me, yeah, my yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. South London, Newton. I thought, bro, when I see man's from South and that, but he was that simpute though. What? Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's a whole nother issue, yeah. But the fact that a British guy could go over to America and, and deliver that role, and he's doing it better than them, bro. But British that's actors, why, that's why are Doctor, that's why Doctor Uma is angry because like all these British black actors are going over and playing black roles. Yeah. But what's just better at doing their accent than? Then yeah, we, we it's not like they're better actors by acting standard, but I guess being able to mimic language is a part of acting. We're, we're the superior black people, fam. <laughs> superior black <laughs> Do you know what? I'll take that still, but um, <laughs> that's dangerous language that's still. That's from black KKK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the political correct you know? will get Anyway, we're back. <laughs> Let's get ready to domino. Like, share. Is that the new one, yeah? Subscribe. You get me? If you're here already, you get me? There's no there's no harm in just showing us a bit of love, a bit of support for what we're doing. Do you get me? Bringing you this entertainment. You feel me? Uh, uh, cash up in the bio, Ed's OnlyFans, Gigolo Source 94. Yeah. Do you know how many people actually said that? Like, if I had the OnlyFans, they'll subscribe. Bro, you get, you get muscle worship messages, messages, bro. Yeah, bro. You look like a UK Kai Green. 
Mm. <laughs> I've seen the one of him fucking. You're the mocking water, it. Like, <laughs> you are mocking. That's a agree. You know that he's like when his early bodybuilding days is like videos from fucking yeah, watermelons. Yeah, it's crazy. What like for banner or like, no for money? Like for bread, he's fucking watermelons. Like hench guy fucking watermelons. Is that, is that is that peak though? It's a bit mad, isn't it? It's a bit mad, but is it mad? It's mad. Like it's just a watermelon, isn't it? No, but why are you fucking fruit for peas, fam? Yeah, it's just, it's just fruit and watermelon for money. Like, is it that mad? I don't know. I don't think it's that mad. See, this is his OnlyFans account. Gigolo sauce. Now, that's why I you need to jump on. I wouldn't do it here, but I wouldn't like... I'd look, I'd be like, you, 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 you wouldn't judge someone. What the fuck is wrong with you, fam? You wouldn't judge someone for fucking a watermelon. You're weird, though, but I wouldn't. It's not that deep, like... Is Did he wear a dome? Huh? <laughs> 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 hey. So, uh, it's mad. I don't know, like, it's, it's weird, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I'd find it more funny than weird. Like, it just jokes, like, but you're fucking, you're a weirdo, bro, and you're getting money. I re- but people do that on socials for, for free, like, to get, um, But I see variety. girls giving, like, head to cucumbers and that all the time. Yeah, but the, the ones that suck the balloons and put it all the way down the foot. All of that bro. nastiness. Yeah, so I, it's, it's weird, but I don't think it's No, nah, but that's like try for before you buy for a lot, the mandem, innit, really? What do you mean? Like, mandem are, like, seeing what they could potentially have. So they're showing off their their skills. What the woman doing that? Yeah. You can never be my wife though. Oh yeah, obviously. You you, you did the little thing with um Mavro yesterday, innit? The other day. What the porn videos? The porn videos. Yeah, when man was um when there was like the hermaphrodites fucking. Not even that. I, I was gonna get to the neck one. You see when the girl was taking wood. Yeah, that wasn't that deep. It's not that deep, yeah. But could you wife her? What? Cause she deep folks. Fam, tax yeah. Does she, does she even love you if she doesn't deep throat? Fam, I hear yeah. that, yeah. But fam, it's so <laughs> porno, yeah. But like, the way my man was rags in her face, yeah, was unbelievable. It's like, he went from first gear straight into sixth gear, blah, 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 well, blah. He was beating it like it was nunny. He was like, beating like he was talking to him, bro. It, and he was her mouth, like. Handing her mouth, bro. Mm. I'd rate, rate it for that, She bro. didn't need to breathe, fam. And I looked at her and said, mm. you are a warrior, but you can never be my wife. The fact that you can handle Willie to your throat like that, yeah, it just goes, that's mastery. So what? So you just get the that head, is you, master. You just get head with the lips and that. I would rather no, no, no. Wait, wait. Let's be real. I, yeah. I'm not is a deep mad, throat that much of a mad. I'm not a mad deep throat fan. I don't care for deep throat, bro. I'm not a mad deep throat fan. It's not. You've never had. You've never had the mad. But me not care for deep throat. You've never had the mad. If you give me the sloppy toppy, I've had good deep throat. Hurricane three thousand. Me good with that. Man's a bit more sensual, innit? You get me, man. Like the. The, like the girl with the techie lips and tongue and like they know you get me. Bro, like, so light skin, bro. No, no, no. Central, I'm being from the techie one though. Not the oh, bang, 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 bang. That's real. It's more I like bet you get candle wax and pour it on it as well. Bro, no, no, she does. Deep throat. I think deep throat thing's porn, bro. I'll be real. That's, that's what I'm porn. saying. That's not real, though, bro. Because you see, I think it's just it's the control elements. Like yeah, I'm fucking your throat. I don't think it's that deep, bro. I'd rather you just like concentrate on the tip and work work them angles. Trust me, a girl that knows a good good brain. She don't need to do, do that. You don't, do you don't need to she do don't need that. My best brain hasn't come from my deep throat. Nah, tongue techers. It's all tongue techers. Bro, switch it up repertoire, innit? You know what I'm saying? Have it all. I hear it still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he actually? What was the Chelmsford brain's making, the best, by the way. Hmm? Hmm? Chelmsford brain's the best. Chelmsford brain. Yeah, he had this one girl in Chelmsford, like literally, literally. Like, I remember, straight like, after work, innit? Like, five, five, five pumps, boom, was flying out, bro. Yo, really? Like, she, she was on a mad thing, though, bro. Like, hand and mouth. She just suck your soul crazy. out of you, bro. You know, like, that's, like, that's like, the generation. She's like the Ghostbusters, cuz. Hey, them ones, you're not, and your answers are not in with you. They're like, bro, yeah, we feel it, bro, 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 bro. Best work pattern ever. Yeah. Essex is a lovely place, mate. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Essex is a good place, though. <laughs> But, um, Bro, man was a fed. Huh? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, you uh, yeah, I remember you saying yeah, stuff. Mad store. And they lived on a um like like fucking like a feds estate. Did you know feds have estates? Our new teachers have estates. Feds have estates. Yeah, like too. there's there's certain areas with like feds estates where they have like a whole estate next to a police station where everyone that lives on the estate is police. And mm. she lived one of them. She lived That's on one of low. those. Why are you trying to beat a shot there, bro? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's fucked still. You don't You say don't. that, but my cousin, obviously he his the guy who used to pick up from, the bando was the guy's own crib because his mum was the chief constable. Hide in plain sight, innit? Yeah, literally. I hear that stuff. Big up South London anyway. But um different country. Different kind of place. Uh intros to my left. We have the vegan warrior. Not the vegan, plant veggie. champion. I'm a, no, 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 veggie. I'm a conscious eater. Yeah. I'm gonna do the labels. I'm coming to your yard when I leave, love. So this guy's just a disgusting Jamaican fan. He's my brother still. Hmm? You hear what man said? He said, yeah. I'm coming to your I'm coming later, to your like, yard later. Oh. Bruv. And he used us, to spoke to me like that eyes. essentially on the phone. I'm looking off the phone because that's And he mad. gave us the eyes. He was, he the way you like, spoke to him was, yeah, it was too It easy. was like, that look yeah. was, you yeah. know what's happening. You know what's happening later. He's like, guys, I got a story for you later. If he spoke to me like that, I'll be scared for my life. I'll probably not to you. I wouldn't chat to you again, Because it was too quick. Because you just air it. Because he knows. You got to be the girl, you got to keep them up to date. Bro, I'm on a fucking podcast, yeah. No, the way you accentuated that later. Yeah, but bro, yeah, like, nah, man. you see when you're If you spoke to, to me like that, I have to look off the phone uh, and block That's you. it, because if you spoke to a girl, yeah, you have to, you have to keep the girls updated. But cool. the man, them, you, you lock off the phone and say, cool. bro, like, you know what I want. Do you get what I'm saying? So that was a girl. You man are just digging man holes and mm. like, <laughs> <laughs> you're a bad man. He was digging man holes and hear it That was you, bro. You have to answer your phone, didn't it? It's important. Man, like tax bear things on the line and like. That's yeah, my brother, man. fam. Mm. Man, respect my brother. He's bro, collecting man. that tax. You get me? Mm. But go on, intra. Tax in the nani and that. Let's get it. Mister. Yep, me. Edicus Eduardo. I'm not accepting that name, still. Yeah, big OBA. <laughs> don't know. You don't know the steez. To my right, we have Mister HMRC. Your uncle's uncle. Sir Capital Gains Taxation. Mm. Sir Taxicus. Always income, never capital gains. Come on. You really know the styley. And then to me, the most masculine host of the pod, Big Dells, Bami Dilly. You already know the style. I say Bami Dilly. Bami Dilly. Bami, 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 Bami. How far, my friend? How you doing? Bami. How you doing? Bami. Good, 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 good. Olodu. Anyways. You meet your text. Both of you. Now, your Oloshi is Olodu. Shut up, bro. So. Topic of today, get more serious. We wanted to talk about, I think, a lot on social media, there's a lot of buzzwords going around at the moment. Um, I think one we wanted to talk about is trauma. And the title we wanted to talk about is trauma and excuse. That isn't to poke fun at any traumatic experience that people have been through. It's more like to do with how every day, how everything to do now, everyone will relate to mental health, same way with trauma, is anything that happens or if anyone makes any kind of decision is trauma always the root rationale or even in some cases the causation so yeah just wanted to bring it to the floor um i think um trauma befriend provides a rationale to many things and other other times it doesn't even provide a rationale it's an excuse but i think it provides a rationale but i think the way it's used on social media almost 
removes freedom of a choice and accountability. So it's almost like someone can c- commit an act and we can say, oh, okay, we're going to legitimise it just because they've gone through a traumatic experience or gone through some kind of trauma. And anything this day in this day and age can be called trauma. When is it trauma or is it just an experience? Like you can talk about how, like now nowadays you can talk about one time that you submitted your homework late and you got a detention and some people would say that's trauma. So what are we calling trauma and what are we calling actually just a life that's experience? That's not trauma. Mm. But some people would t- have it say it's that. <coughs> that's not trauma. Because like even on, on ZZ Mills thing, man was saying that like he had one girl and he, I think he broke up with a girl or something mm. like that. And then obviously that was trauma. And I'm just mm. like, bruv, so what is, what's trauma now? Do you know what I'm saying? Trauma is me driving around as a fully legit man with nothing in the car feeling that like feds might pull me mm. because of my relationship with the police. Mm. or how I feel I've been targeted by them in the past to me or like me <clears throat> looking at another black boy when I'm off ends at a certain time of night and thinking raw is my man you get me because of my associations with what I've been through to date do you get it playing devil's accurate is that trauma or is that prejudice I'd say it's trauma because I'm only thinking that way to protect myself. Mm. So, I've got a definition of trauma, right? Just so we can set set a benchmark. Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah so on. at least that way, we can make an informed discussion based off what it's defined as, yeah? So, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event, like an accident, rape, or natural disaster. Um, immediately after the event, shock and denial are typical. Longer-term reactions include um, unpredictable emotions, flashbacks, Stained relationships and even physical s- symptoms like headaches or nausea. Mm. So that's what trauma is, yeah. So I think... So we're referring to mental trauma, not physical trauma, <coughs> right? Um, that's... Uh, I don't know well, what... Well, it said rape, so I assume physical trauma is yeah. part of it as well. Okay. Uh, mm. So yeah, this is both physical and mental trauma. Yeah. Um, but with the example you put forward, I definitely think that is trauma. However, that trauma needs to stem from being treated a particular way. So the fact that police stop you regularly isn't trauma. However, if they treated you a, a particular type of way in the sense of like, I don't know. I like think if they stop me regularly without reason, it's trauma. You say that's trauma though. It's not trauma. Yeah. If you're consistently just, stopped here, like, I've been stopped in my area, you know, <coughs> outside my house time and time again for no reason. Mm. Like for no reason. Like, so then like, how can I ever look at a fed and think that you're not going to stop me when I know like how how can you not my my automatic presumption is you're gonna stop me. That's not trauma though, is trauma? it not? No. Yeah, no. Because I say trauma is like an actual experience that. So like, to give like an example, that objectively in itself isn't trauma. T- so what the, the 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 consistent over time accumulation of Fed stopping you when you've got no 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 problem you you don't think that that, that it wouldn't be trauma. No, not not be not based on that. So like to give an example, trauma would be like one time me and my boys we ran from police yeah and then. When we, when we got caught, the police was knee my boy in the ribs. Yeah, I said trauma is that for example, the, the, the case you're talking about, you get getting stopped and they handling you in a certain way, so roughing you up each time they stop. Yeah, you. that's happened. So maybe yeah, that's so, yeah, 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 so, so that, that that would be that trauma. Then would be so trauma. Yeah, so but the that fact that they're stopping you, just stopping you, that's not trauma. But in the like, so if they stopped you ten times and then one of those times they stopped you, they beat you up. Then on, that's a traumatic experience. I've been so roughed up by a bad time. So yeah, I so mean, then like in that essence, so you're saying if they rough you up, then it's traumatic. But you're saying like yeah, because that that physical abuse is what leads to the traumatic experience. Because before that, being stopped by police isn't necessarily a negative thing. They could stop you to say hello. Mm. That's not traumatic. So I'm if, saying if you were like, for example, 
say like Rosa Parks times, mm. would you say like being f- like forced to sit at the back of the bus, yeah? Mm. Would you say that's traumatic or would you say it's not traumatic? I would say it was because the way it wasn't done, it wasn't like, could you please politely sit at the back of the bus? It'd be like, you fucking coon, sit at the back. Do you know what I mean? See, that's the thing. So it's not traumatic just by saying sit in the back of the bus. However, what the yeah, but what, over leads, time, what leads to that is traumatic because it's not just it's not just the single instance of you sit at the back of the bus. Mm. There's a lot of other underlying factors that play into the reason why you should sit at the back yeah, of the bus. But that's what I'm and referring to. Reasons the reasons why I would be stopped in my own community outside my house are not grounded in anything real. They're grounded in things that I feel like I'm being targeted. Like, like. No, this is, this is the way I'm different to Ed on that. I wouldn't even say the reasons to, I think it's the experiences that accompany that. Right. So, so like, if it's harsh enough, if it's like a mad yeah, enough yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. So for example, you sitting in the back of the bus, the way people are going to shun you, they're going to throw hurl abuse at you, that comes with it and that's what makes it traumatic. That's but, what makes it traumatic. But you being told in itself, sit in the back of the bus, I wouldn't say that's traumatic. No. Okay. I just say it's a nuisance. Do you know what I'm saying? It's I hear like, that, I hear that. But um, I do agree with the, the, the point and the notion that a lot of us feign trauma in order to, as, as a form of escapism. And this is just me being real with yeah, it. Yeah, like, realness, yeah. This is just spitting the realness. Like, there's a lot of people, you, everybody has a right to claim they've had a traumatic experience. I can't... Most people do, bro. Some, but even, like, your fucking dad, like, beating you when you're younger, some people will say it's trauma, do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and some people... But it's how you bounce it is, back, it is, though, It is it? traumatic, yeah. though, because, like... If be- getting beat by your parents is a form of trauma, how you choose to let that manifest and come out of you is completely dependent on the individual. Because, like, one of the things that I was um, reading into was by the... I forgot the name, but I'll, I'll, I'll remember it later. But they were saying that um, there's essentially three parts of the brain, yeah? Um, and w- the traumatic experience that you have can trigger one of those parts of the brain to work more than the other. So I think one of them was reward... Um, and there was two more. My brain's gone black, man. But um, basically, what happens is that based on the traumatic experience, those parts of the brains are more stimulated, which means that in other social interactions, you function less optimally mm-hmm. because of those traumatic experiences. So, like, if I you were beaten as a kid, then you being in social environments may give you anxiety because of that trauma has been beaten by a kid. Mm-hmm. But you don't necessarily associate the two together. But that's affected your ability to be in social your, settings. Your ability it. to have, we learn about this at Redford, like your ability to make proper attachments is affected by how you're treated. Yeah. Like growing up. Like, so if there's different attachment types in it, so you have like the um, the one where you're 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 kind of you're unreliable, the unreliable attachment model. Then you've got like the aggressive attachment model. Then you've got the neglectful attachment model. But they all play out long term. Do you know what I mean? It's like However, you are treated well. This is what they say anyway. In the, in 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 what I learned when I was with Redford is that like, whatever attachment model you quickly just so for people know what is Redford. Um, Redford is a youth violence intervention intervention organization that works with the NHS. They're based in A and E more time, um, in different hospitals, and they kind of bridge the gap between the young person from the ends who's been stabbed, to between them and the doctor in it. Mm-hmm. Like obviously often doctors just got to patch people up, keep people moving. Bringing a youth worker into that environment just allows for the young person to have a bit more of an honest conversation about like what's happened mm-hmm. to the young person. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so leading to your point, you're saying like the attachment models you were saying? Yeah, so the different attachment models that are observed early on go a lot into the, atta- the way that you're able to attach in later life so as an adult. So if you were... If you had an untrusting um, relationship with a parent or something that where like they often let you down or something, you're more prone to be um, 
you're more prone to be expecting of people to let you down. So if someone does let you down, it's a bigger thing than if someone let you down per se. Because you're, in your mind, your mum's never let you down in that way. Do you get it? Like, mm. like, whereas for someone who has constantly been let down by their primary caregiver. Normalised. It's, yeah, do you get me? Like, and then when now they come out into the wider world and they meet and they get into a relationship and you let that person down, it literally feels like everything has happened to them their whole life. Almost. So that ties in nicely. Um, it was called the UK Trauma Council and the three different parts of the brain that it affects was threat, your your ability to deal with threat, mm -hmm. your ability to, your, your memory, and then um, the third one, what's the first one I mentioned before? It was threat, memory, and... Reward. Reward. So based on those traumatic experiences, one may stimulate the threat more so. So then as a kid, if you was beaten a lot, then your, the, the, the biological threat mechanisms that are how hardwired into you triggered more so as you grow up you start to t try to manage threat in a different way so yeah. like for th and they use an example of like if their kid was doing sports and let's say we were swimming and one kid decided to push you down underwater to some people that's just fun and games yeah but that kid perceives that as a threat then yeah. comes out and lashes out and starts yeah. swinging at the kid and that some people would say it's an unwarranted response to that but for that kid he felt like his life was, was on the ropes yeah that like because of his experiences and today yeah. like yeah, it's... And then what, what you mentioned as well with the um, um, with the attachment, they, they relate that to reward. So as a kid, if you like, if if you wasn't rewarded for doing good acts, you know, because you, you always seek out validation, validation for things you do. So as a kid, it's like, cool, like, oh, mummy, look at this drawing I gave. Fuck off. Hit that's me. the neglectful attachment that exactly. they refer to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then that, that's what stimulates. And then as you grow older, that affects you negatively. Mm -hmm. So kids and who are neglected growing up often end up seeking validation from people who they shouldn't be seeking validation from. Yeah. They feel like they have to prove themselves to people that they don't know that much or whatever. They might overextend themselves, do favours for people that don't deserve it. You know, you've seen the type of person, right? And then it's like you you kind of have to empathize to for me anyway. Well we should do. But we don't we don't necessarily think these so like people just take advantage though as a dirty world. Yeah exactly but yeah. that understanding because you have to remember like we have sought knowledge to, to, to understand these situations. So, so the average person who doesn't necessarily understand what real trauma is, that is just another kid lashing out. Mm. That is another kid that's just overly attached. Mm. That is another kid that just likes doing X too much. Mm. So that's, that's where that lack of understanding of what real trauma is. Mm. But then that's also being um, mitigated by the fact that a lot of people use trauma the wrong way. See what I'm saying? So like the reason I did X was because of this traumatic experience when in reality, that's your form of escapism to not have to hold yourself accountable for your actions. Do you get me? Because although trauma does exist, I think the main question was, is trauma an excuse? You still have autonomy for the decisions that you make. Do you get what I'm saying? So with self-awareness, you understand that I may act this way because of this situation. And in doing so, I can protect myself from behaving that way because I understand why I do it. Do you get what I'm saying? I think it affects your lens though. Like the way you see the rest of the world. Like, obviously, we all know there's two types of kids in it. you got the kid who, their dad went jail, their dad was a shooter, therefore, they will be a shooter. Mm. They'll be just like their dad, i.e. Then you got the other type of kid who, their dad was in jail, their dad's a shooter, therefore, they will not do anything like that. Mm -hmm. They will stray as far away as possible from that sort of thing because the, the it's like two... Those two individuals are also almost perceiving that trauma in a different way and handling it in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like one is is it's like they've been wounded and it's gonna affect them for the rest of their life. The other one is kind of taking it and 
repro- reprocessing it into a better thing. Mm-hmm. But then this might sound harsh, yeah? But irrespective and objectively <coughs> speaking, the kid that chooses to, to stray away from that <coughs> is, he makes, obviously, he's made the better choice. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the kid that chooses not to is condemned for his actions. And I think rightly so. Because that kid still had the chance or the choice to go the opposite way and chose not to. And whilst trauma may be a catalyst for behaving that way, it's not an excuse for behaving that way. Mm. I can't say, you know, because you shot that kid because of your trauma, that you should get let off. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you made the choice to do that. Mm. So trauma rationalizes why people do stuff, mm. but I don't think it's an excuse for why people do stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. That's what I think. I think people, it, they, they mistake rationalization and causation. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rationalization and justification. Mm, that's exactly it. You know so it's just like all the things I've decided to do in my life. It's like I did that and did that to that person because at the end of the day, it was my choice to do that. Even if I've conceptualized ideals from upbringing and what I've grown up around, regardless, I chose to make that decision because there was plenty of people I'm sure with very even worse upbringings than I have, and they didn't choose to do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. But do you know what? Speaking on that point, yeah where with the two kids, one, who both had a dad that went to jail, mm. one chooses to go one way, and one chooses to go another. <coughs> I think that still comes back to your ability to invoke self-awareness. Because I'm sure the kid that chose not to be like his father was so self-aware of how these behavioural traits might manifest and become like that, mm. that he chose to actively not to do that. It wasn't by accident. Do you get what I'm saying? The choices are made in order to do that. So the mm. other kid lacks that self-awareness that, do you know what? If I continue behaving down this path, what would that do to me in the future? Do you get what I'm saying? And the ability to see how you will behave in the future, again, is, is a, f- uh, um, a situation of trauma, but having self-awareness might be able to mitigate that individual from becoming uh, that thing. Kind of, but I think it's, it's a short-sighted view because it's also what you see as deplorable. So, for example, you're talking about, oh, it might turn into this, but, for example, growing up around domestic violence, man seeing that and me being like, that is something I dislike. I do not like it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then same way growing up around other sorts of violence, I'm not being like, oh, that's kind of cool. I don't mind it. But that's because of what I see. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily like you're actively going against it. It's just like what you find deplorable and what That's what you. you see, but isn't that based on your, again, one of your experiences mm. and your awareness of self? Because again, in one instance, you see violence as cool. Where in another instance, you see that I can never fuck with that mm. because you have that self-awareness. You don't want to be that person that commits domestic abuse. However, you're happy to de- be the person that does violence in another mm. spectrum. That's just your own self-awareness. If you lack that self-awareness, those two violence are the same. Violence. I will say that like, mm. when I was working for Red Fred, the statistics show that a lot of the young people who got involved in violence outside of the home had experienced violence in the home prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's... That was something that we could all see. It was very tangible. It was a correlation. Very correlation, yeah. Like th- those kids that went out of their home to they they had experienced it before that in their home. More often than not. Not all the time, but more often than not. But even so, um another thing that uh, I can't remember where I read this, but um it was calling this us like the stress generation. Mm. And apart from just the experiences that we have within the home, mm. um, there's also a lot of stress and a lot of that's expected from our generation. Which in itself, I think the we're trying to articulate is a form of trauma. Because having these stress and these pressures on, from society also gives you a certain negative um, notion of self. And because of that, traumatic situations can manifest from that. Because you, once trying to, when you're trying to do something or trying to accomplish something, or you're not where you think you should be, 
at a specific time, you create traumatic situations for yourself because you don't necessarily feel that you, you're where you should be at that point in time. So like 30 being that you need to have a house, kids, family by 30. Mm. In having that those stresses, those pressures on yourself, you damage yourself. And that's a, that's like a self-invoked trauma based on how society projects it onto you. So they're calling us a stretch generation because like we have so many different pressures from external forces because of what our generations before us have done. So that that, that creates trauma. See, does that, does that qu- qualify as trauma though, given like... I wouldn't call it trauma. Because like before when I was yeah, saying no, like certain I things I want trauma, trauma you were yeah, saying I, if it wasn't a heavy incident, it's not trauma. I, w- I wouldn't say that. Because I was trying to allude to the fact that over time, I feel like trauma can be softer over time. Mm-hmm. For me, that's, that's not trauma. Yeah, like, okay. For me, that's not. Mm. That's what they men are saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's what they men are saying. Yeah, but yeah. I think I hear it because like... I, I it, personally it, think trauma it's, it's, can... It's, it's, it's a psychological form of trauma because like if let's say for example <coughs> your dad's a footballer your dad's Cristiano Ronaldo all your life your expectations that you're going to be better you're going to exceed or be on the same level and you just can't do that you're just not born to be a footballer mm. but you see that's the same trauma I was referring to when I'm saying getting stopped on your block every day even though you might not get even if you're not beaten up yeah. the fact that you know that when you step out yeah, and you see them they might trouble you yeah that's what I'm no, saying. You know you, what you men are saying. You men are saying it's trauma, but for me, you think it's prejudice. I, I think it's prejudice. I no, think that's prejudice. No, but I, no, but I've, no, but I think it's a crybaby generation. Like they did a documentary the other day on BBC. It was just like these academy ballers, and it's just like basically it was just talking about ah, oh, these these men have become depressed because they wanted to become pro footballers, and football took away from that them. Based their on career. the kid that, that topped himself. Yeah, based on the kid that topped himself. But then someone put a comment like. Football's took nothing from these guys. These are just guys that didn't make it at football and now they're upset and they're crying about it and they've had whatever mental health, not to put anything down on mental health, but football's done nothing to them. It's just they weren't good enough and then they took it a different way. Like, bro, is I that, completely Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what bro, we're gonna, it goes back to even what are we gonna like, say? What are we going to start calling everything trauma because you're not good enough? Sometimes you're not good enough. Oh, what? Get on with it. Dust yourself off. Get on, get on with life. <coughs> Sometimes bro. you're not good enough. But getting yeah. stopped for your skin colour outside of your house is not really but the truth is, No, I'm just saying that in terms <coughs> of that, not I'm just saying trauma baby. is negative trauma because some of this stuff, like, we need to face adversity. Let's talk about some positive trauma. What's positive trauma? Yeah, what is positive trauma? I don't know what you mean by negative so like, trauma. So like, we need to face adversity to grow. So like, for example, <coughs> although it begins negative, and I'll use this example, like... Um, Are you talking about outcomes, for example? Outcomes, yeah. So like, like... For me, I was a fat kid and then I got fat shamed and that became a positive outcome, but it was still traumatic at that It's time. still traumatic, but like, it's wrong. I'm associating the words wrong. I shouldn't say positive trauma. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But it's like a positive outcome from a negative... Uh, occurrence you get what I'm saying but again like as humans we need to face adversity to grow and develop without it we remain stagnant do you get what I'm saying I think the bible says a man that travels um, his descent remains unchanged that's it so like in in order for us to grow we need certain traumatic experiences based on how occurrences to learn from people to learn from to grow from to develop from to make sure that the kid the generations that come after you don't do that same thing they don't experience that but I completely agree that we're babying people too much because, like, it's almost f- any kind of failure is trauma now. Any cab- but again, this stems back to the fact that everybody, people are given a medal for coming in last place. Mm. Do you get me? This notion of everybody should be superheroes, you should all be great, and if you work hard, you're all gonna achieve that one great thing. It's a farce. It's a f- it's it's a fake reality. And by painting these perceptions, you're neg- negatively affecting people's psychology because once you don't become that superhero that you're supposed to become, 
you then become depressed. You start to develop anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. But, but, but I think for me, like per, from a personal level, I've been con- cognizant from very young. Like, you know, when you play sport socially, it's like when you're young, they say to you, like, oh, if you don't shoot, you don't score. From playing sport from a high level, it wasn't like you don't shoot, you don't score. It's like you need to finish. If you don't finish, you're not getting picked. So from early doors, it's been drilled into me that mm-hmm. it's always competition. But yeah. for a lot of these kids who do things socially and for leisure, it's just like they've always been under the idea. And I use this analogy, just you don't shoot, you don't score. But everything in their life, if you don't shoot, you don't score. And it's just like, big man, if you go to the job interview and you don't land it, there's no accolade for going to the fucking interview. You need to land mm. the job. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there is though. That's okay, yeah, but you're, be, no, no, but you're, talking, about, you're be. talking about experience, blah, 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 but just objectively, yeah, just looking at one outcome, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no material benefit. Because then they'll tell you that at least you got the job interview, the next one's going to be the yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, and yeah, da, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, but let's just talk, look at like hard line, just for, to illustrate the point, like what's the benefit? That's mean? completely right. But then this also follows on that we see constructive criticism as almost a form of trauma as well. Like, if I criticise you... Constructive criticism is yeah, trauma. Yeah, because people so don't want to receive... I'm not having that. People I'm not having that. Like, you know... You know I'm not you, having that. No, but like, you know some fat people, yeah? You can try to be like, oh, you know what? You've lost some weight, but you're still fuck. Your BMI is still like a cricket score. Some people will cry, fam. But you're still a fat shit, fam. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, yeah. And, and you can't change the facts. And you crying don't change that. No, that's you know? the point. That's what I'm saying. But again, like, when we, when we discussed obesity... We wasn't actually saying nothing wrong. We came with a lot of facts and figures. This is the reality of society. However, by telling you that you're obese and overweight, you need to make that change for the betterment for yourself and society. Now, now it's a traumatic experience. Like you're invoking my trauma from being fat. Fat, being fat, what you've done to yourself. And now I'm traumatic for fat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you decided to pick up that spoon. You decided to pick up that burger. And the byproduct of doing that is your weight. And then me saying that you shouldn't do that. It's the traumatic mm. event. It's the traumatic event. It's <laughs> like, are we like, is this what society really is now? Mm. And by me saying that, do you get me? I potentially could get cancelled and etc. could follow. Does that really make sense? Is that is that the type of society we want to create? And you could maybe, I don't know whether you could, but maybe you could draw um, empirical evidence as to how these different notions of trauma not being dealt with correctly because we're too soft mm. may relate to increasing suicide rates and stuff like that. Potentially. Because like a society that is predicated on people being tougher means that you're you're better you're better equipped to deal with adversity. Whereas now, and using the football example, not to say that this is why he You feel like it's predicated on being soft. It's predicated on on having certain expectations that aren't based on reality. If you become a if you if you're picked to be an academy Football player, like for example, to give myself, I was I was picked up to for um I was one level under Tottenham Academy, yeah, and by playing uh, with the, this program, you can get yourself into Tottenham Academy. I didn't get picked. It is what it is. I went to uni. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. For certain man, it's game over. If they, I, if, I, they, if, they if they really wanted to do football, now it's a crying. It's time to cry. Basically. It's crying, mm. and do you get me? Do, at the worst case scenario, you top yourself. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But that's because like. Are you saying that's because we live in a society where we just pander to people and just make sure? Well, and I, I think we do because obviously my dad used to, and I used to think, oh, this is just African man testimonies, but it's just like a lot of people here have, and this ain't me to throw any shade on mental health, but he said a lot of people here have the f- choice, not the choice of mental health, but experience mental health because things have been so rosy for them. No, so it, it so is things, a choice, so f- I think. He said like the problems that send people over the edge here would not send people over the edge in Africa. And using your analogy there, if you're a guy who's <coughs> taken from some village in Kamasi, yeah, and you're 
picked to play even one level underneath Tottenham Academy, yeah, you would be so gassed to even so be to be selected, yeah. let alone not make but it into that's the actually, game. That's actually grounded in, 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 in some form of study. So that there's a book called Affluenza by Oliver James, yeah, uh-huh. who looks at the um, happiness scale. Uh-huh. And oh, happy economics. Happy economics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and shows on. that North Korea and Africa, and if we use Nigeria as an example, have far more levels of happiness than people in the West, even though we have far more prosperity. Um. And some of those are down to the fact that whilst things are harder over there, your acceptance of reality is, is far more realistic. Uh. Whereas here, you're sold this dream, this notion that everything is supposed to be handed to you on a platter. Uh-huh. And if you don't get it that way, it's the system's fault and not yours. So what are you going to do about it? I either mm. cry, mm-hmm. do something about it, or just like, I don't know, worst case scenario, top myself. The mm. suicide rates in places like Africa and North Korea are far less than what is in the West. And you could argue, based on that premise, that's a byproduct of this well, misconception that, like, of what... You should have more opportunity. Exactly. Mm. And then le- and leading on to that, uh, I can't remember the literature, but I'll put it in the notes, but... There's a concept called happy economics and it's an ec- economical concept and it's just like, you know how you have economical cycles where the general trend is up in the market. So when you look at happiness, when you talk, uh, talk about a lot of in the current society we live in, it's from material gain. Yeah. So when you attain one object, you'll get a slight curve in happiness going up in terms of for, on a graph. But then if that thing is taken away from you, it will be like double, if not triple than when you had it. So if I conceptualise that into an example, most of us would have been so happy living life without a whip. Mm. When we got a whip, we would have been happy for like maybe a couple months. If you took the whip away, you'd be less happy than you was before. Fam, you'll be rattled, brother. If you took my whip away from me now, I'll be crying, fam. But But I was so happy before, but that's the problem with it. We're given so much in the West, everything taken away from you. You're sad. Like For example, a man will lose his house, yeah, and be rattled, yeah, and he might even stop himself. But he was renting for 20 years. Do you get me? Yo, bro, the book gives that example of mm. a stockbroker who was, like, he, he lived life on a, on, a, on a platter. He was silver spoon. Dad did well. Dad plugged into a job. Everything was handed to him in life, yeah? He became a stockbroker. He made cake. He made one wrong decision, lost everything. Topped himself. Bearing in mind, yeah, his entire <coughs> life had been given to him. Uh-huh. Yeah? He's flopped once in, like, I think it was, like, 36, the guy said he was. One time uh, in 36 that. years and you're, that's it. Uh, and this is what I'm saying about adversity. Adversity is meant to be something you have and you overcome. That's how you grow. That's how you get better. That's how human society improves. If you can't get over an obstacle, then again, society is heading for somewhere very, very in, negative. But it's hard because in past relationships, I've, I've found it's hard to, and it's something I'm trying to work on. Obviously, us as black men, emotional availability, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to give the usual spill. But I've lacked empathy in the sense of sometimes like for old partners or girls I've seen them, but they'll come to me crying about one issue and I'll be looking at them like, bro, mm. why, why are you actually crying why about this issue? This is actually what you're crying about right now. Like, I understand there's being a man, but it's not even a whole thing about being a man. It's just literally like, this, is, worse, what you, this is what at, you have to cry about. Let me. At Redford, they called it hyper arousal. It's mm. like when you're triggered by things that shouldn't trigger certain responses within you. They spoke about it. Have you lot seen Social Dilemma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they refer to it as well. It's like, <clears throat> you, so you get people now who have this thing called like phonophobia. So say like if That's some... Thing. Yeah, phonophobia is like yeah. basically, you know when you get a call from someone but it's unannounced and unexpected but your phone's ringing 
you see the name and you're like, this wasn't organised and they get anxiety because it's like, it wasn't an organised call. Why are you yeah? calling me? Should I answer me? What's like, whoa, like, what's this call? about? Who's it from? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, because we're living in a society now where we message each other all, all the time now, innit? Yeah, that this, mm. this, this phonophobia um, or telephobia, one or the other, but it basically it's like the emotion of like being in your kitchen in your underwear, cooking some breakfast and someone just peeking through your kitchen window. And you know that feeling of like being seen like, Exposed, like mm. it's that, that's what they're referring to, and it's like the thing is, this is what I feel like. How do we come to a place in society it just where it pisses me off, brother? I feel like they're just creating one rational theoretical theory for nonsense. I'm not giving theory to nonsense, bruv. They call it phonophobia, Pussy it's like hyper arousal, but they, they talk about it as if, like, because obviously, once upon a time, we would have been getting chased by dinosaurs or lions or whatever, but we're not, right? Mm. But we still have these things that are within us, like um, cortisol anxiety yeah. that were in us to design to protect us or whatever mm-hmm. but now we don't have these like same so we, don't, we don't have the fear things. of dying every day anymore so we find the fear in other things i.e someone calling me and i'm getting worried about this phone call when really like once upon a time that same response is what we would have attributed to like a dinosaur coming along your heart yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, it's yeah. like hyper arousal it's anxiety it's like it's 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 mad see but i still i'll still attribute that to the, this notion that I truly feel that a lot of people lack, that I keep saying self-awareness in it, like, do you truly understand yourself as an individual? Why do you react these ways to certain instances? Why does that trouble you? Why do I feel like that way in this, in this instance? And because people lack that understanding, this is why you have those, you, like, it's cool to have that response initially. But once you've recognised you have that response, what do you do next? Yeah. Do you just leave it? Do you let it manifest? Or do you overcome the adversity? Do you overcome the obstacle? Because it's like, cool, like, with, with beef, for example, yeah? The first time certain men are in beef, they, they, they get shook and they sh- they, they're like, they, they freeze. Mm. Then you think, ah, oh, like, because of that, one of my boys got punched up and I could have backed it. This is just a random example. So the next occurrence that happens, you train your mind to be like, the next time I see a guy jump at the whip, I'm going to be on point straight away. Mm. That's you, like... Being self-aware in that situation, understanding that's, that's your growth. Correcting your ways and that. Neg- it's a negative example to use, but it's a very easy one to understand, isn't it? Mm. But like, with that example you just put forward, what does that person do next? Do you get me? Like, I would be triggered by the fact that I'm getting shook of a phone call that's unexpected. Cause but this me, is this is literally, I think they, if you, I can't remember what the statistic is, but I think it's something like six out of 10 millennials have telephobia, phonophobia, whatever which is anxiety towards an unknown or unexpected phone call. But you keep in mind, like, we came from a generation where getting a phone call from your bro who you ain't seen in a few days... gas. Gas is like, bro, what were you saying? Like, but you're, you're call, like, calling the house phone, bro. I ain't got credit. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say? You're there, you're gas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to come to a place now where we're so... Because you've got to remember, messages are so controlled, isn't it? Like, so controlled. Like, you can control a message, but you never really know what someone's going to phone you about. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't know if you've dated it, but I've dated a lot of women, and I think, because a lot of men are weirdos, I probably, I thought that was a nonsense thing, but probably, like, most of the women I've dated, they do not pick up and they feel really weird about unknown callers just because it could be some weird don. Like, yeah. you know, that weird, yeah, weird yeah, don that someone got their number, and they're just like, I'm not picking it up because it could be anyone. Why are they calling me at this time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So probably maybe, maybe us as men, but... I know a lot of women probably have it, bro. That Telephone, I know of yeah. that for like millennials. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like a safety response mm. for, for weirdos. Because men are weird, fam. Because men are weird. But yeah, I think like the point of hyper arousal, man was really referring to is that like 
I think trauma, as much trauma does exist today, but less trauma exists in terms of how we were living a hundred years ago. Do you get it? So we mm. almost find trauma in new formats, like yeah, like yeah, trauma's nothing new. Do you, do you know what it's I mean? Like how it manifests and how bad things happen, but as less bad things start happening, raping, pillaging, like we spoke mm. about, you're almost gonna find smaller things to have these response to. Like, like, mm. and this is where understanding yourself allows you to to mitigate and manage those responses, because yeah. unless you understand why you're having those responses, you let those responses control you. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how you get rec- controlled by fear. If you understand what makes you fearful, you can over- overcome that fear. And as a society, we grow. But now it's a case of, I want to not that. I don't know if it's fair to say, but people want to experience trauma because it's a way to absolve themselves from the responsibility of getting better or dealing with a certain situation. Mm. So like you received a, a, a rude message on social media and that just fucked you up. Yeah. And evoked a traumatic experience. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, but it depends on levels. Like, like you know them Love Island ones, yeah? <laughs> like, if someone was like... I think anyone, like, if you had never been coached into, like, fame and suddenly you was on Love Island and you suddenly people just like, this guy's a fucking prick, I want to fucking kill him. Like, I think it would kill, affect anyone if bare people just message you saying, I want to kill you. Bro. It would hurt a lot of people's feelings yeah. still. Of course it yeah, would, so normally. Mm. But that's not the same as like, you remember that, that girl you sent in the group chat before, yeah? He was like, ah, oh, I took six pictures today and they were all rubbish, so. I started feeling really bad and you know, I just felt I like, cried. So I, I, cried. So I started crying and I just felt like, what is life coming to? And you know what? Rather than let my whole day be ruined, I went and had a nap. I put my head down, I slept it off. And when I woke up, I, I took a picture. fantastic <laughs> picture. <laughs> Bro, yo. This is modern day depression. Not being able to take a pain picture within the first seven tries, bro. Yeah, we know what is a lot of the depression. Uh, depre- depression. Depression comes to lack of purpose, isn't it? And I feel like people trying to find don't purpose. Be, don't blanket it, though. Depression mm. comes. Don't blanket no, it. No, no, no. I'm not trying to. Be, uh, yeah, let's disclaimer. <laughs> don't blanket yeah. it. Let's disclaimer. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, come, not, don't come. Don't come. Everyone can get hit by depression. Do you get me? But some people. Some depression. Yeah, we had to we had to mm. PC that one. You see what we did get? We're getting there, we're getting there. Get you hit me, if that was you, bro, would have dipped me in it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you hit me. But a lot of depression comes from lack of purpose, yeah. So people are trying to find purpose in things that are nonsense. So now your purpose comes from social media. So because that is what you've aligned as being one of your important parts of existence. Mm-hmm. If you don't take that banging Insta pic for your 600 followers, yeah. you're rattled. But that's up. interesting, though. Doesn't that lack of purpose also stem from this notion of you should be achieving more? Than what you currently are doing. Yeah, 100%. Because again, going back to what we were saying in the previous conversation about being normal, if you was happy being normal, then what is this purpose you're searching for? Because you're good just doing what you're doing. No, but no? Every, everyone needs meaningful work. There. I learned about this. Oh, once again, I'll have to find the literature, but there's a thing called, uh, so uh, I can't remember the company. I think it was Google. Meaningful work is important. So they've repeated it. Sociologists have repeated it. Economists have repeated it. Business people have repeated this. And, and they, what they've found is that Money, they used to think, oh, money improves output in terms of the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it does for non-cognitive tasks. So the more, say, say if it was putting like the lid on a bottle, the more money you give that person, the more productive they're going to be. But when it comes to ones with cognitive ability, there's a thing called meaningful work, which actually increases output. The more money you give someone doesn't increase the amount of output. Mm. So... I think it was Google, what they did, they said to the, to the staff, one one hour, I think it was two hours a week or two hours a month, um, they allowed 
the workers to work on whatever the fuck they like. Whatever you want to work on, work on it. You'll be paid for it, whatever you want. And they said they got more productivity. Production was wild. Wild from those two hours. They in, they innovated the company more than they did when they were told and boxed into what to do. So it's a natural, innate human ability that you need that meaningful work and you need that autonomy yeah. in whatever capacity that may be. Was it that study done based on millennial? Um, no, it's, it's been economy. I'll, I'll that, get all the literature. Like It's been repeated by so many different scholars in different fields. It's been replicated so many times. Meaningful work has the same outcome. Like I'll get all the literature. You have to, I feel like everyone in life feels like they have to feel like they're worth something, man. Mm. Like what you're doing is contributing to something. I feel like that's that's it. No, I hear what you're saying, but the reason I, cause I read something similar, but what they were trying to understand was that why millennials don't stay in, in one job for long enough, and why they're so displeased with the current working dynamic, and mm. what they attributed it to is that millennials specifically want to be in more meaningful work. This is why they yeah, but they, they, job yeah, but they, yeah, but they, they want it in the short term. Whereas like yeah, but well, that's what, that, that, our parents are willing to jug. Till, till they could get in that position. I'm talking about in general though, but that is still that meaningful work in the promise that you will get to that place. But yeah, imagine but being in just a dead end and not going nowhere. But this is why I said it's more a millennial framework as opposed to a past generational framework. Because no, like it's definitely meaningful work. I will get all the literature. No, again, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm saying that based on that literature, it was based on a millennial's outlook at work. Mm. So they were like trying to We're understand getting closer to, like we're all... Society, I see as we're all trying to do more meaningful work yes, nowadays. Exactly that. I think people are able to do more work that wasn't like more lid putting on mm -hmm. tasks. So back in the day, because oh, okay. because, then, you know because I mean? we're more cognizant as a society in general, so we're the most informed society. You can't be stimulated by doing rep repetitive tasks. Mm. So in order to stay in a job for long term or, or feel like you're contributing something as a millennial, you need to be doing something meaningful. Yeah, but you know, but one thing is what could be play into this and obviously this is me just thinking brain fart and conceptualizing a theory now is but back in the day your me meaningful work could be from anything it doesn't necessarily have to be the workplace but meaningful work for example specifically for women was meaningful work was raising a family that was your meaningful raising it how you want to whereas now a lot of millennials might be told as women it's pushed that it's not meaningful that's work the, anymore. It's not that's meaningful. just like what you do on the side of... That's, that's what I'm saying. What, that's what Raising a family isn't a purpose anymore. Yeah. So if you do that, it, any woman that says that she just wants to do that is almost shunned, almost. Exactly. Yeah, for real talk though. So that could probably be laying a factor of the outside factors that's not enough. Yeah, but it isn't also that a millennial framework? A millennial no, that's what I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm oh, saying. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. That's probably why it's more millennials in terms of that because the meaningful work isn't just... It's different now. Yeah. You have bare different tech and blah, blah, blah. There's so many different things you can do. And it, it, again, it's, it almost goes back to that like, com like conversation we are having before about like conformity, yeah? Is that like, now we don't want to conform. We want to be different. Like, mm. I can't, I don't want to be seen as the same as you. Mm. I need to do something that makes me niche, makes me unique, mm. that makes me exciting. And if I don't have that thing, then I'm not doing something right. I feel like it's almost, it almost emulates that. Mm -hmm. Not to say it's a negative thing. Again, like the fact that we have so many different variables makes the world a more exciting place. However, I think where trauma gets thrown into it is where people feel like I'm not doing that unique thing that I should have. I should, be ha I should have this little niche whether it's selling trainers or doing nails, but I don't have that, but that person does. So mm. I feel less than, and that's my traumatic depression experience because I don't have those things that I think I should have because that's what I was told I should get. 
by going to university or being a creative or doing this or doing that. But yeah, yeah, bringing it back to the gospel, I was about to say, rounding it up. So do you, I'll say, say to you, man, I'll, I'll go left first. Do you think trauma is an excuse in modern day? Trauma is not an excuse in modern day. I think from a psychological standpoint, you could definitely rationalise a lot of behaviours. You made the example of if a kid's in a swimming pool um, and a kid t- goes to play by drowning you, he's not trying to kill you, but your emotional response based on your trauma might warrant an overactive, an over an over-needed response to that situation, and that's a byproduct of your trauma. Mm. However, once you understand those trauma, traumatic experiences, you can develop yourself into an individual that can be that can overcome that adversity because it is just an adversity, it is an obstacle that you can overcome. However, I won't excuse your behaviour mm. um, because of that traumatic experience. You know, like pe- like paedophiles to use a crazy example mm. a lot of them were like molested and stuff as children some of them that's their sexual orientation and some of them that's their sexual orientation mm. but for the ones who receive that trauma or whatever trauma they receive that's why not that every way. trauma can just be easily undone as like you mm. said for it example it can't be even if it's, even if it's not but the thing is the thing is like being being, excuse, being, being being like for example touched by a paedophile is never going to justify you going to touch to it's never ever going to justify it but it is going to offer rationale but exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why it is going to offer rationale and, but that's my problem I think a lot of people they my problem with the whole trauma discussion is well I'll say two things is one is that it provides rationale and some people make it as an excuse of like oh because of that rationale that legitimises it that's my problem and the second thing is it it omits the aspect of failure. So now anything that's traumatic or anything no, anything that's failure is now traumatic because it's led to that person doing an unfavourable outcome when really in some in some cases, man's just failed, it's not trauma, but he can't deal with that failure. Do you know what I'm saying? I hear that, so like coming last in something is not... Failure yeah. is a necessary part of life. Like as hunter-gatherers, you wouldn't always catch the meal of the day. Sometimes you miss the meal. Certain days you're going to go hungry. Hold the L. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But that makes you better because next time you're going like to set traps. If me and you was in the wilderness, you would have gone without. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, like, well, see, you got there first, but you know it's cap. You, get, it's you know not, it's man. cap. It's not, I'm man. fitter, no, stronger, he's not fitter, he's more attractive. <laughs> Definitely you get me? That means I just that see I'm way like. better equipped. Yeah. <laughs> To get the fucking ox than he is. He's not lifting the ox. Taller than He's him. catching rabbits. Taller than him. He's catching. If you want a man that catches rabbits, go for this man over here. Like if you want a man that's going to bring home a big thing. He'll catch the ox, then I'll take it yeah, off. Yeah, but him. a rabbit's not feeding the family, bro. Your family's <laughs> yeah, getting couple. hungry. Have never had rabbit stew, though? Huh? Have you? Can you make rabbit stew? Can you cook? Make, I can't make rabbit stew. There you go, you're suffering, bro. You got here that one still. Suffering. Nah, I can cook chicken, bro, still. Chicken and broccoli. Yeah, bro, you can't even catch a chicken, bro. You're too slow. Yeah, Any, you're Jamaican that can't run, bro. Jamaican can't fly, fam. Like, Jamaican can't run. No, you're a Jamaican that can't run. Jamaican can't run. You're a Jamaican that can't run. Nah, nah, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. I'm faster than you, Chill out, chill out, chill out. I'm faster than Daily's faster than you as well. What do you say? Man's an athlete who's saying I'm faster than you, bro. Bro, you're faster than He's an athlete. Yeah, but he's Jamaican, bro. By default, he should be better, bro. So we can't run, but then we should be better by default. No, who's who's we? I said you, yeah, you. You're a Jamaican, yeah? And you should be better for your Jamaican people, On that note, yeah, lowest IQ over there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. We'll sign off on that one. Like, subscribe, share. Tell your uncle's uncle 
And for your mum? Unfollow tax on Insta, he's a waste, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't offer dates, though. The dates. Ah, wait, you're talking too much now. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>